you need parts, O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder. Renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And also brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, we chat with the second vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture about a new federal discussion report. It just came out late Friday. It's calls for reducing fertilizer greenhouse gas emissions by 30% by the year 2030. Todd Lewis also discusses the opening of the Saskatchewan legislature today, grain transportation, and the war in Ukraine and its impact on global markets. We talk with the broker from Johnson's Grain Marketing about the latest in grain prices. Real Agriculture talks about wheat production. APAS has a farm survey on business risk programs. And SAS Cadola has several new research projects. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain Marketing. Saskatchewan farmers are concerned about Ottawa's proposal to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from fertilizer use by 30% by the year 2030. The federal government has a discussion document available for comment until June 3rd. The document suggests broader adoption of new products and use of beneficial management practices without compromising crop yields. Canadian Federation of Agriculture Second Vice President Todd Lewis of Gray says there are some issues around the proposal. Well, to start with, I guess the messaging is pretty important. It's not an outright, uh, we're, you know, we're hoping that it's uh, seen as not an outright reduction of 30% of fertilizer use. Uh, we're, we're, you know, it's nitrous oxide emissions that we want to uh, start to uh, see a drop in. So it, that means a lot more than just a straight across the board 30% uh, reduction in fertilizer use. You know, I've used the analogy, it'd be like if we want to see 30% less home heating uh, emissions, that uh, one way to achieve that would be to bulldoze 30% of the houses in the country. But nobody would nobody would think that was a good idea, and it's the same idea to achieve nitrous oxide emissions. We can do a lot of other, th- lot of other things, a good manager practices, and, and use technology to uh, reduce those emissions without necessarily uh, reducing fertilizer use. So you don't see the government's request or requirement or what they're seeking as very uh, use doable i think on the nitrous oxide emissions uh, it's very doable uh, we've been doing it in especially in western canada with some of our technology like zero till and you know when you put fertilizer in the, in the ground with a with an air drill and uh, put it in the right place at the right time and uh, put bury it in the ground and pack it there's there's very little emissions coming off of that fertilizer it's in the ground and it's there for the crop to use so that would be one example of, of technology that's available to producers. Uh, another technology would be uh, variable rate, 
fertilizer that would uh, use that fertilizer more efficiently and may may end up reducing fertilizer use but uh, at the same time that's that's technology that's available other uh, products that are available like uh, coated fertilizers are another example that's low release that is available within the marketplace they're expensive but uh, if uh, they're looking at uh, seeing those emissions reduced it, it may be an opportunity there as well so you know farmers are are uh, would be willing to uh, look at anything if, if it's financially viable and and uh, at the end of the day uh, you know we've we've made great strides already in efficient use of fertilizer and will continue to so you know i think we're gonna we look forward to uh, putting in presentations and a big part of this is going to be research and development and uh, you know, farmers have uh, put up lots of money over the years in research and will continue to, and uh, we may need governments more money in to uh, drive some of this research so we can, can so we can see less nitrous oxide emissions. On another topic, the Saskatchewan Legislature starts sitting today. What are you hoping to see agriculturally out of it? Well, I just think, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I think the government uh, realizes this is a time here for agriculture where uh, it's going to uh, really drive the province's economy here going coming out of COVID. And, uh, uh, you know, we see an increase now in uh, oil prices, which will help the provincial economy as well as, you know, the high commodity prices we see in agriculture right now. So I think we're looking, uh, you know, I think the farmers are looking for uh, continue the course with uh, our provincial government. And, you know, going forward, we're, you know, there's some important negotiations uh, with the province and federal government on the next policy framework. You know, that's important. It's, of course, it won't happen right at the, uh, legis- at the legislature. But I think that's the one thing that's on farmers' minds, an example of uh, they're looking to the province to, uh, you know, get get the right deal for Saskatchewan producers. So I think uh, overall, uh uh, you know, I think farmers are are just looking forward uh, to more of the same what we've seen in in, in the past from uh, uh, from the legislature. I'd like a comment if too, if I could, on grain transportation this winter. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, there's no sugar coating it. It's been a, a terrible uh, year of uh, grain transportation. We we were very fortunate not to. Uh, expect uh, the railroads to uh, transport uh, even a normal normal crop let alone an above average crop we had a below average crop and uh, really the railroads haven't done a very good job of transporting it there are reasons for it Uh, the flooding in bc did not help but we've had some really dismal results this winter with uh, you know as low as 25 percent of car allotment and and uh, even at the at the farm gate we've seen uh, producers have shipping delays and it is a uh, a problem and uh, we need to see uh, the railroads and uh, recover from uh, the supply chain issues that we're seeing now. And it's going to take some time, but at the same time, uh, recent world events and so on, uh, grain transportation is going to be pretty important. And we certainly need to see a recovery going into next crop year. Yeah, the invasion of Ukraine. What do you see happening there with markets and your thoughts on it? It's impact on, I guess, everything from fertilizer to grain. move. Well, you know, we, we always talk about the three Fs here and in Saskatchewan, fertilizer, fuel, and and uh, food, and you know, far- farmers, it's a it's a double-edged sword. Uh, there's more demand for food, but also more more demand for fuel and fertilizer, and those are a big part of our input costs. So, so we uh, we're going to feel a pinch there. Uh, what it does do is put uh, farmers at a higher risk situation when your input costs go up. And and uh, sure, we see higher commodity prices, but when we have a problem like we did last year, we rely so much on the climate that you can put all the money in the ground and do all the things right and spend all the money on fuel and fertilizer. But if Mother Nature doesn't cooperate and you, you don't have the results at the end, uh, the, the risk is uh, considerably higher now with these increased costs. So I think overall, the 
you know, when you look at the Ukrainian situation and uh, Russia long term, you know, the big story is going to be the isolation of Russia and and uh, no matter what happens uh, in the war and, and uh, how it's settled out, uh, certainly this year's production in the Ukraine is going to be uh, affected and uh, long term, you know, possibilities of trade uh, with Russia are certainly diminished with the sanctions. So uh, we're going to see, uh, you know, country like, countries like Canada have to backfill and uh, supply more food to Europe uh, just for the security, overall security of, of uh, the European Union. So uh, Canada can step up, but we've got to look at the logistics of uh, shipping more grain west. Uh, the Lakehead and, and a, the Port of Churchill may, became, may become more important strategically to ensure that we have the infrastructure there, both rail and, and port, uh, port availability to uh, ship more grain east. So it's a it's a big picture, but it's happening very quickly, and uh, we're looking to our leadership, both provincially and, and federally, to uh, recognize some of these issues and uh, make sure that Canada's ready to step up and uh, Western Canadian farmers are, are able to uh, fill some of the needs that are, are certainly going to be there in, in Europe and uh, with our uh, Euro- European Union partners. Todd Lewis is the second vice president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture and Farms at Gray, southeast of Regina. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, this segment has been brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca There's a lot of volatility in the grain markets today. A broker with Johnson's Grain Marketing, Lucas Bench, says demand remains strong for most grains. Pulses are uh, are seeing some volatility as well. Uh, you're looking for yellow yellow peas. You're looking anywhere between $17 and $17.75 picked up on farm. Green peas, you're sitting at $13 to almost $15 as well. For feed peas and maple peas, we're also looking for those. When you look into the lentil market here, you're seeing prices between $0.38 and $0.40 for picked up on farm for red lentils. For large green lentils, anywhere north of $0.50. And small green lentils are are also in that $0.50 range as well. Um, then when you look over to chickpeas, uh, you're looking at 43 to 45 cents per pound. What are flax prices looking like? Flax prices are uh, starting to rebound a little bit as well. Um, you're looking for brown flax between 29 and 33 dollars uh, a bushel for old crop brown flax, and then for yellow flax, you're looking probably around that 60 dollar a bushel range. And we got some really competitive uh, new crop prices for both those commodities as well. How does canary seed and mustard look? Canary seed is looking pretty good. You're looking at 43 to 45 pound or do, dollars a pound cents, sorry. And then uh, yellow mustard is looking at $1.70 to $1.85 FOB and uh, that's for old crop as well. The feed grains, what's happening with the feed grain market? Well, the feed grain market is pretty volatile with, with wheat going crazy. For feed wheat, you're looking at anywhere between 11.25 to 12.50, just depending on your location. And uh, feed barley, you're looking anywhere between 8 and 8.75 range for, for some feed barley. Um, when you're looking at more feed with the milling oats, 
you're north of nine dollars for feed outs you're anywhere between six dollars and six hundred and six dollars and fifty cents give me a comment or two on the big wheat and canola markets wheat is very volatile as we all know what's going on with the world the number one and number three exporters of wheat in the world are are at war so um, you're going to expect to see lots of volatility going on with wheat you'll be looking around that thirteen dollar mark if not north of that um, you'll have to call us daily to get firm bids in and canola you're definitely north of $23 so you'll have to give us a call as well and we're always looking for heated and non-GMO canola as well. Lucas Bench is a broker with Johnson's Grain Marketing with offices in Welwyn and Calgary. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on the source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm joined by Peter Wheatpeat Johnson. You were, you were also mentioning Mark Linus, uh, somebody that has spent a lot of time speaking around the world about uh, the use of crop protection products. And he was telling a story out of Sri Lanka a policy change was made to move to organic and, and some of the, I guess, unattended consequences that have come with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Mark is such an interesting individual because he was really uh, almost anti-technology and agriculture, but in, in his own field, he, he really bought in and it, he kind of looked at that and said, well, I can't be pro-technology here and anti-technology there and he looked at it and he and he 100 percent switched his mindset and so he's it's it's a really interesting perspective to bring to the table because he has looked at both sides of it so closely and in his his tweet and his article uh you know sri lanka went organic it's a really interesting story the government got elected not talking about about mandating organic production in Sri Lanka. Then when they got in power, they mandated that. Since that has occurred, tremendous yield decreases, which that's just, you know, you, you get into that production system. It takes a while to make it work and you have to figure out how to, how to utilize non-synthetic fertilizer sources where they exist. But if they don't exist, you're really in, in a hot between a rock and a hard place. So in that process, uh, you know, yields decrease significantly. They're not sure how they're going to get them back up. And the outcome is that a half million people in Sri Lanka have been forced back into poverty where they, they don't know where their next meal is coming from. It's really quite a travesty from that perspective. And you just go like, man, uh, there, there's, there's lots of moving parts, but if we're going to, do any of any of these major shifts it can't be a politician just saying boom we're doing this because the, the long-term ramifications and the short-term ramifications even are are just tremendous yeah you gotta wonder it, it was it the idea to go totally organic or was the implementation of the idea and the lack of really giving people the tools right it, it's one thing to say hey we're doing this but if you don't have the infrastructure and the framework, the education, and there's just a ton of stuff that goes with that kind of a change, it's it's just 100% going to fall flat, right? So 
it may not be the idea. It's more just the lack of follow through in, in terms of ensuring that people have access to the, all the, the skills and tools to make it a success. Yeah. Well, and, and the big one, right, Sean is always nitrogen and in an organic system, how do you, how do you find a source of nitrogen to, to maintain the yields that we've had with synthetic nitrogen? And oftentimes the answer is you can't. Livestock manures are an opportunity, but you have to have the livestock to have livestock manures. And so it's, it's not that we can't get there. I, I work with organic farmers that do an absolutely unbelievable job. I'll put them up against virtually any conventional producer, but they're livestock farmers with lots of manure or lots of digestate, some form of nitrogen for the acres that they farm. And, and as long as you can take that out of the equation, then uh, we get into some phosphorus issues down the road. But short term, it can work without, without those tools, as you say, without the, the tools and the products that you need to be successful. People starve. And, and this is, this is the, the problem with, uh, uh, you know, the, the philosophy versus the actual implementation and putting those two together. You, you just have to do that carefully. Well, Diamond Rio had a really good song called Meat in the Middle. And I, and I think this that really applies in this situation. T- too many times we have this argument, Pete, I think of it's, it's either this way or that way, where we probably all benefit. We kind of just, instead of it being like a, a white or black situation, there, there's some gray. And, and for, in terms of some of these production practices, why can't we sort of meet in the middle and take a little bit from each? It would probably put us a little bit further ahead in the long term. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, there's light snow in the forecast. Wind west 30, the high minus 1. Two centimeters of blowing snow tonight. Wind west 30, becoming northwest 50, gusting to 70 this evening. The low, minus 11. Wind chill minus 8 this evening and minus 22 overnight. Tuesday, periods of light snow, local blowing snow early in the morning, wind northwest 40, gusting to 60. Temperature falling to minus 14 in the afternoon tomorrow, wind chill near minus 25, the low minus 23. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 15, the low minus 23. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 13, the low minus 24. Friday, sunny, the high minus 12, the low, the same temperature, minus 12. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high zero, the low minus 10. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 6. Normal high for this date is now minus 2, the normal low minus 14. The sun rose at 7.30 this morning. It sets at 6.49 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is Maple Creek. And it's melting, plus 3. Cold spot, Melfort, minus 8. Estevan, minus 6. Saskatoon, 0. Swift Current, minus 1. Weyburn minus 5, Yorkton is minus 7. Cloudy in Regina minus 6, that's 22 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 30. Humidity is 72%, the barometer falling 101.4. 
Light snow in Moose Jaw, minus 5. Winds are from the southwest at 39, gusting to 54. Once again, Regina, cloudy, minus 6. That's 22 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan has launched an online farm survey on improvements to farm support programs. The programs are up for renewal in 2023. APAS Vice President and Chair of the National Policy Framework Task Force, Bill Probilski, says the federal and provincial governments are currently holding consultations on various programs. He says these programs cover business risk management, trade, research, and environmental programs. Yes, in uh, April 1st of 2023, the next uh, suite of policy Ag, ag policy framework takes effect, so we're hoping to get some uh, some input as to what those programs are going to look like. Probilski outlines proposed improvements to agri-stability. Nothing major. Like I think we're kind of resigned to the fact that agri-stability is is going to be here, and it's going to be the main uh, you know the main risk mitigation program. So we we're hoping for some minor changes to it that'll make it more robust, more uh, effective in in uh, protecting producers' margins. So one of the main main changes that we're suggesting is that there be a, a performance-based incentive so that a producer would be able to increase their compensation level for each year that they're in the program and as well increase their coverage level if they're in the program and not in a claim position for whatever reason through you know, hopefully good management or, or uh, good marketing that they would be covering covering some of their own risks so as a as a reward would be eligible for a, a higher coverage level the survey has already started the survey is up and running right as we speak uh, we we're hoping to get as many producers with feedback as possible in the next couple of weeks and uh, the survey will will be open till the end of march Obviously, the sooner we can get feedback from the producers and the more producers we can get that uh, participate in the survey, the, the better we would like it. So we have, you know, a more consensus in, in that the uh, changes that we're proposing are, are of, of value or, or producers see the value of, of the changes that we're proposing. Probilski will use the survey results in future discussions with government. Yes, that's exactly right. We will... You know, look at the results of the survey, and if if producers are agreeing that that, that the changes we're recommending are 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 uh, appropriate, then we will certainly be taking that to both the provincial and the federal governments and presenting our findings to them. And hopefully, uh, you know, that'll be part of the part of the consultation going forward. The survey is at the apas.ca website. Bill Probilski is a vice president of APAS and farms at Willowbrook, just west of Yorkton. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The Saskatchewan Canola Development Commission is investing $825,000 in nine research projects. They're all funded under the Canola Agronomic Research Program. Doug Heath is SAS Canola's research manager. SAS Canola has a, a research committee which is made up of four of our grower directors on SAS Canola board. And in combination with the research team, part of the staff at SAS Canola, we get um, opinions from external advisors on projects so that, that, that helps the directors make the final decisions on which projects they want to see go forward. Three of the nine projects are related to improving canola's performance under higher temperatures and drier conditions. We're looking at a couple of projects that are looking at early upstream trait development. Those are looking at drought resistance pathways, looking for genes that will allow a plant to survive under uh, drought stress and wilting conditions for um, extended periods. And we have a third project under the drought theme, and that's looking at climate change resiliency of oil seeds and the root-associated microbiomes. So looking at populations of microbes in the soil that might um, confer drought resistance to canola plants. So it's looking at sequencing all of the DNA in the microbes that are surrounding the root in the soil. And so it do a, a shotgun approach where you sequence everything and then you're able to match it up with databases of microbes to see what species and what types of microbes like fungi and bacteria are present in the soil. Another project will examine the critical weed-free period in canola, something which hasn't been studied for nearly 20 years. With today's modern varieties that can establish themselves faster, and as well as the, the practice of lowering seeding densities, it's a good idea to just update those and re-verify what the critical weed-free period is when a canola crop is being established. There will also be a project looking into nitrogen use efficiency trying to trace where the nitrogen that a canola plant gets in the spring, where it comes from, in relation to um, nitrogen fertilizer that's applied versus um, the nitrogen cycling pool in the soil. So that comes from the microbes in the soil that are degrading uh, the crop residue from a previous season and just better understanding the balance of where all the nitrogen comes from that a plant uses over the season. SAS Canola wants to hear from producers in regards to how their levy dollars are being spent on research. A quick survey can be filled out on the SAS Canola website. That survey is just a good way for farmers to connect back with the staff at SAS Canola and just make sure that we're funding research that farmers will find useful and want to see. And so we're just inviting feedback on the types of research that farmers want to see and the types of projects that have been funded in, in the past, whether they're providing value. All of those submitting completed surveys will be entered into a draw for two to enjoy a weekend at the Elkridge Resort near Waska Sioux. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained 790 at 984.12. One red spring wheat went up 1235 at 478.69. The rest were unchanged. Durham 551.16. Feed barley 392.37. Flax 976.53, lentils 865.50, oats 
Oats, 501.53. Yellow Peas, 634.15. Feed Wheat, 261.65. At Minneapolis, May Spring Wheat rose 7 and 3 quarter cents at 11.55 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Heartland Livestock and Swift Current bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swift Current. We had 2,430 cattle on offer last week, with all class of cattle selling steady to $2 higher. Here are the quotation. D1 and 2 cows were 85 to 98, sales to dollar two. D3 cows 70 to 83, mature bulls were dollar ten to dollar thirty-one fifty. Light bulls were dollar to dollar ten. Here are the quotations: three to four hundred pound steers were two forty to two sixty-five. Four to five hundred pound two thirty-five to two sixty-three. Five six hundred pound two twenty to two fifty. Six to seven hundred pounds, two dollars to two thirty-one. Seven hundred pounds, one eighty-five to two ten. Eight to nine hundred pounds, one seventy-five to one eighty-five and a half. Nine hundred thousand pounds, one sixty-five to one eighty. Heifer, three to four hundred pounds, two ten to two seventeen and a half. Four to five hundred pounds, two dollars to two fifteen. Five six hundred pounds, one eighty-five to two ten. Six hundred pounds. 175 to 205, 7,800 pounds, 165 to 178, 900,000 pounds, 155 to 170. Just a note here, next, uh, this Thursday, we're having a bread cow sale. There's 500 bread cows on sale on Thursday at 1 o'clock. Lots of herd dispersals. Next, following Thursday, March 17th, 1,500 yearlings. Please book now. This is Lieben, Heartland Livestock, Swift Current. Good day and good marketing. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,400 hogs Friday, selling a range of 222 to $236 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,100 head, selling a range of 223 to $235 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, March 5th are Holy West 2020, 226.90, Oli West 2021, 239.40, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 222.17, Hamscash, 220.17, Thunder Creek Brick Gold, 219.83, High Life Cash, 236.24, and High Life Contract, $237.56 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The latest outlook from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers says the agriculture and construction equipment industries face some obstacles in the months ahead. The latest outlook says the global economy expanded a robust 5.1% last year. This year's growth is expected at 3.3% due to the lingering effects of the pandemic, supply chain issues and persistent labour shortages. There's also concern about inflation and world trade. The impact of inflation is a concern for farm equipment. The association says the price of farm machinery has risen 11.7% and labour issues are a key concern. 
Some suggestions to resolve labor concerns include internship, higher wages, flexible hours, and recruitment efforts. But the outlook for the agricultural equipment industry remains strong due in part to rising farm income. On the markets, the TSX is down 31 points to 21,371. The Dow has fallen 668 points to 32,946. Oil is up 265 to 118.33 per barrel. The Canadian dollar has fallen 34 hundredths of a cent at 78.19 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.